Hey there, welcome back to the Maria Alejandra podcast. I have a special treat for you today. I'm bringing out something from the vault circa early 2019. It is my interview with Nancy Levin from the original Rock Your Life series. Nancy's interview was so powerful. I got so many comments from this one. It was absolutely one of the most popular ones from the series. So I'm delighted to bring it back in podcast form. You're going to love it. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to Rock Your Life. I am so thrilled and so honored that you've chosen to spend your time with us today. I'm excited to bring you this series. I've been working on it with so much passion and love, compiling a group of amazing, incredible women who are all here to inspire, encourage, and empower you to really, really rock your life. So throughout this series, I'm going to bring you amazing women with great perspectives, amazing life stories tools, inspiration, everything that you're going to need to really get yourself going in lots of different areas and truly rock your life because this is the one life we have. So let's make it count. Let's make it amazing. And today, oh my gosh, I am so, 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 so thrilled. Um, kind of pinching myself to introduce our very first guest, Nancy Levin. Yay! Hi, Nancy. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I am doing so, so great. I'm so thrilled that this is the first one that we're kicking things off with a bang. I always knew I wanted to kick this series off in a really powerful way. And, you know, once I locked you in as a speaker, I was like, <laughs> legend. Oh my God, I'm where... honored. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, to the point where, and this is a fun side story. You know who you are, my gal pals out there. When I said I was going to interview Nancy Levin, one of them was like, we were in the car, and she looked at me from the passenger seat like, Nancy Levin? What? I was just listening to her podcast this morning, and I was like, I know, I know. I, yeah, yeah, I got her. And another one looked at me also like, wait, what? And I'm like, yes, yes. So, um, oh, so yes, yeah, so you have a ton of fans out there. You have a ton of people that love your work, that have loved your work for many years and love what you continue to create and how you continue to evolve and just show up as this amazing powerhouse of a woman with all of your, you know, power and also real, raw, vulnerable, authentic energy, which is exactly what we need in this world. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. You are welcome. Thank Let you. Let me read the official bio so we can get things started properly. Okay. Nancy Levin is a best-selling author, radio host, and master integrative coach who offers in-depth coaching programs designed to support clients in making themselves a priority and living on their own terms. Nancy is doing important things in the world, so I want everybody to pay attention. If you don't know who this woman is, now you do. And now she will make your life a better place, just like she has <laughs> for mine and many others. Um, Nancy is someone who, and you have to go check out her website, you have to check out her YouTube, you have to check her out everywhere because she really comes at us with Again, this authenticity and vulnerability and just reality. And also, which is really what we're going to focus on in this, you know, today, I, Nancy and I are on the same page in terms of we want to shake things up a little bit here. We want to, to quote her, rock your foundation. Why? Because this is really setting the foundation for what this whole series is about. I want to make you feel like you are rocking your life. 
Nancy wants to do the same thing. And in that process, she's inviting you to actually rock your foundation, to really shake things, the beliefs, the stories, all the stuff that we've created. And listen, it's not about making every day perfect and feeling like a rock star every single day. No, but it's about having a sense of personal power, personal self-reliance, and just energy and drive so that even when we have our really crappy moments, which inevitably will show up a lot because, you know, life, we're going to bust through them and just thrive through them instead of just feeling like we're frantically surviving this thing called life. So my dear Nancy, <laughs> okay, fangirling moment. Now, now I'm going to go back to serious, <laughs> serious face now. Serious host You're moment. Awesome. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So Nancy, why is it so important for you to help people rock their life? Really, to me, the piece is about rocking your life, rocking your foundation before it rocks you. Because what I have seen across the board is so many of us sort of lay in wait, waiting for something to happen, waiting for the other person to do something, waiting you know, for someone to leave us or waiting for us, waiting to get fired or wait, waiting for something external. So the message really is that in order to make the change in our life, we have to have the vision, we have to make a choice and we have to take action. So it's about, we are so powerful. We don't even realize how empowered we are. And so if we choose to take action from our own authentic agency, if we choose to rock our foundation, then we're no longer living in reaction to what's going on around us. And to me, that's freedom. Awesome. Awesome. So let's take it down from, you know, let's say I come to you, Nancy, and I'm like, Nancy, my life right now sucks. I'm in a job that I don't like. I'm, I'm, I'm frantically just trying to make it from day to day. I don't know what's going on. I wake up in the morning, I go through my day, I go to bed at night, and I'm just like frazzled. There's no, there's no sense to my life. Where would you start? Because that's how a lot of us have felt. Yes. And I know a lot of you out there can resonate with this. There's certain, de there's a varying degrees of this sucks, right? But yeah, bottom yeah. line is I keep hearing this all the time. It's, I feel like this, I feel like that. People have lost a sense of like connection and passion. And so I come to you like this. How do you, how do you get me going? Yeah, so there's two, two things happening here. One is usually when we're, when we're in that space, we actually are numb, we're not feeling. And we've turned, we've turned, I look, I look at it like we, we think we can turn off the faucet of just the bad feeling, but we can't. So we have essentially turned off the faucet that even gives us access to good or pleasure or joy. So the first piece is to be able to reacquaint ourselves with, with our own feeling. So it's really about the thaw. It's about reconnecting to self and what do I feel? What do I need? What do I want? Again, you know, and I'll probably talk about this more as we keep going. We have to take the attention off of other and bring it back to ourselves, which for many of us is a really foreign concept, a really foreign invitation. But it has to start, it, it's an inside job, so it has to start within. And alongside of that is connecting with truth, connecting with your truth. I will always start there. 
I am a firm believer that we need to admit to ourselves what we already know to be true. We have been ignoring the red flags. We've been ignoring the whispers, with the whispers that by now have become screams. We've spent so much energy discounting them and shooing them away that we need to listen because here's what happens. When we, when we avoid the truth, we create chaos in our lives. When we avoid the truth, we create chaos and the truth will come out. But if we don't tell the truth to ourselves, it will come out sideways. It will come out in self-sabotage. It will come out in illness. It will come out in self-destruction. It will come out. So again, this is the piece of we need to take responsibility for our lives. Yeah. And like you said, that's always a hard thing for people to digest. It's always that initial like, wait, what? Um, because we can tend to either sort of fall in love with this victim mentality and this victim persona of all this stuff is happening to me and therefore I can't, I can't, I can't do this, I can't do that, that's right. I can't do that. And it really isn't, it truly isn't until, like you say, we take that, you know, hard look and sort of hard and, and stance at where we are and what we need yes. that we will be able to even get clear about what this all is. And I love, you know, because I always think and I always say as well that the most important conversation you, be you can begin to have is with yourself. And most of us have very little honesty with our own selves. Like even the things that we tell ourselves, you know, when you're talking to yourself in the car and sometimes it happens to me where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm about to say something, but I'm like, oh, well, no, I can't say that. Like, wait a minute. If I'm not even honest with what I'm telling myself in my car to myself, then so it's a, it's a, it's a pattern of like strengthening your own relationship with who you are. Absolutely. And getting really clear about what it is that you need. And that's, that's a challenge. Do you find that that's sort of the common thread that you've seen throughout your years of practicing and working with multiple clients and in throughout your books and your followers like that is that like the pervasive thing you keep seeing I would absolutely say yes you know so I mean I can't even tell you the times I've worked with a client where I've would be initiated a conversation and an and a process and an exercise around the uncovering and the unveiling and the unpacking and as soon as we get into a directness around, you know, what do you want? The answer comes out as my mother says, my husband says, my boss wants. It's so difficult, I find, especially for women to stay connected to the I. Mm. And so, so much of the work I do around relationship, around change, around self-worth, around self-love, around boundaries, all of it is rooted in the language of I. Mm. Yes. And, and to now take that a step further, because Nancy and I are of this belief that we want to start <laughs> like a reclaim the word selfish revolution. Absolutely. Right? Like, I'm on my soapbox about it. Yes. yes. And, <laughs> yeah. I, and I'm creeping up right there next to Nancy on the soapbox <laughs> because yeah. I, again, and I, you know, I have, Yesterday, as I was re-reviewing, because I've been familiar with Nancy's work, but I was re-reviewing the website, prepping for this, and I saw this magical, like, big line that said, I'm the most selfish woman I know, right? And I'm proud mm -hmm. to say that. I was like, yes, because 
as I begin my own journey um, in this, in this world of coaching, and I see Nancy as one of those, like, you know, okay, hashtag goals. This is the kind of person that you want to emulate as you, as you keep growing. This to me is, is, it's this thought that keeps coming back. It's like, how do you reclaim this idea of being selfish, putting yourself first and knowing that you are absolutely the most important person in your life, period, period. I have yes. a husband, I have a son, and I am beyond dedicated and devoted to them, but yep. I'm number one. Yep. And sometimes when I say that, I get, I get the looks, I get like the eye yep. twitches, I get like the, what, what, do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? And I have become so comfortable with that. But now I'm like, well, how do I convey that to others? And this is exactly what Nancy is doing. So take us down this path. Get, get on your soapbox. <laughs> I'm going to get on my soapbox. Tell so us. There's, yeah, there's a, few different, there's a few different places I want to I go in here. So the first thing is that's so counterintuitive to what we learn, again, especially as women, that if I take care of myself, we, we think of it like a zero sum. And we think of it either or. If I take care of myself, it means I'm neglecting my responsibilities or I'm neglecting other. And so I first want us to start thinking instead of either or, it's both and. If I take good care of myself, I'm more available and resourced to take care of other. And also that if I do what's best for me, it's actually best for any and every relationship that I'm in. That is really counterintuitive to what we learn. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to that again. Repeat that. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, yeah. that's pivotal. Yeah. If we do what's best for us, it is best for any and every relationship that we are in. Always. Mm. Because if we're not doing what's best for us, we're not being honest. If we're, doing, if we're doing what's best for other, if we're constantly living in this space of self-abandonment for sake of someone else, if we're constantly packaging ourselves to be digestible to someone else, mm. we're not living our truth. And then it's not a real relationship of any sort. Now, whether it's intimate partnership, family, friends, coworkers, if we're not being honest, if we're not being true, it's not a relationship founded on intimacy. So we have to remember that. The other thing is that we have to remember, we all grew up making conscious and unconscious decisions about disowning and pushing away the qualities that we did not want to be attached to. Mm. So selfish, I see with my clients, is one of the number one, one of, number the, one of the number one triggers you know, so what happens is when we disown equality, because we all think, we all on some level think that we need to hide some part of ourselves in order to be loved and accepted. So if, if someone really saw the selfish part of me, the needy part of me, the lazy part of me, you know, whatever part is what we're quick to disown, I'm not that. But we have this belief that if someone saw that, they wouldn't love me. They wouldn't accept me. So we started a very early age packing those down, the mm -hmm. I'm not that. And like I said, we, we're packaging ourselves to be digestible to others. So what happens is let's just, selfish is a perfect one. If we've disowned selfish and we've decided I'm not selfish, 
What we do is we overcompensate. I'll do whatever it takes so that no one could ever call me selfish. Ooh. And we overcompensate. So there, there's the people pleasing. There's the bending over backwards, turning ourselves into a pretzel. There's the, perfectionism. the There's absolutely, there's the perfectionism, big time. There is, you know, the I'm not going to rock the boat. All of it is right there because we're disowning our selfishness. We're overcompensating so that no one could see the existence of that inside of us. And then what do we do? We start drawing toward us people who we will point the finger at and say, he is so selfish. She is so selfish. And they are here to help us mm -hmm. own and integrate that disowned quality. So whatever we see in someone else exists within us. We can't see any quality in anyone else that doesn't exist within us. And whenever we're triggered, you can be sure that a disowned quality is at the root. Ooh. So this is why the people closest to us trigger us the most. Mm. And all of it, yeah, it's good, Let's, right? I'll take a moment. I want to like... <laughs> take a moment. Take a breath. <laughs> Masterclass. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> I love it. No, I'm serious. It's like I'm sitting here, I'm listening to this, and I'm just, I, I, I want you guys to like really, really take this in. Rewind this and rewatch it if necessary. But this right here is at the core of your transformation. This is it. Amen. This is it. There's so many things and you can read all the books and you can listen to all the podcasts and you can do all the journaling and you can do all the things. Those are all wonderful. But this, this behavior is at the core of your transformation. This will decide. This is the linchpin that decides if you're going to rock your life from now on or if you're going to stay in the status quo of where you are. So powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone, you know, everyone around us is just holding up a mirror so we can see ourselves more clearly. Mm -hmm. You know, I will often say relationship again, any kind of relationship is not meant to save us. It's meant to grow us. Mm -hmm. Relationship is where we learn to love ourselves first and foremost. So when we're, when we're pointing the finger at someone else saying he's so selfish, she's, she's so selfish, it's an immediate indicator and invitation. What do I need to own within me around my own selfishness? So then take us through that, Nancy. Like, let's yeah. say we now become more aware yep. and you're already thinking about that person. I have a couple in mind myself. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, all right, so what do I do now with that awareness and that information? What's my yes. next practical step? So, yeah. So first I want to pull apart behavior and quality because this is where people get stuck. So I want to be sure that I, I give everybody watching this, this clue mm -hmm. because we can get really stuck in someone else's behavior. And usually it's their behavior that's triggering us. That's what we're reacting to. So we have to find that quality beneath the behavior. Right now we're working with selfish, but I, like I said before, it could be lazy, it could be needy, it could be, you Angry, name it. Angry. Angry, yeah. anything, any yeah. quality. Yeah. But we always want to find the quality underneath the behavior. Okay. Now here's, here's, what, here's the discerning piece. So for example, I'll, I'll just use a piece in my own life around lazy, because it was one of my big triggers. I'm not lazy, you know? 
And so what do I do? I marry a man who like is textbook lazy. <laughs> so he doesn't, he doesn't want to work. He just wants to ride his mountain bike and snowboard and play all, all day long. So he doesn't want to work. So it's easy for me to say, I'm not lazy. I work like a dog. I'm a workaholic, quite frankly. The behavior is different. So I, I have to find the quality of lazy under the behavior and then find my lazy. My lazy is that sometimes on a Tuesday afternoon, I lay on the sofa and binge watch three episodes of my favorite show back to back. That's my lazy. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with working or not working. That's just behavior. So we have to find, we have to find, I have to find my own lazy and then I have to find the gift in my lazy. The gift in my lazy is I can rest, I can relax, I can rejuvenate, I can laugh, I can cry. I have to find the gift because no quality in its own is good or bad. We're the ones who put the charge on it. Yeah. So we have to find the gift in the lazy, in the quality that we're talking about, and then really be able to say, I am lazy. Now, Mm -hmm. I can say that to you right now and feel nothing in my body, but Five years ago, I could tell you right now, I would have broken out in hives, <laughs> right? <Yes. laughs> right. You know, yes. immediately. It's just, you know, but to be able to say I am lazy and here's the thing, I'm lazy and I'm productive mm. because we are everything. It doesn't mean I'm lazy 24 seven. It just means I have the capacity to be lazy. Mm. And then we have to look at what we were saying before about the overcompensation. The workaholism is an overcompensation for lazy. Yes. So we have to look at the ways that we're overcompensating so that we can actually pull back. Yes. So that we can pull back into some kind of balance. So with selfish, I see so many people disowning selfish that it's the worst thing that they could be called. And I'm really on, like I said, I'm on my soapbox about, you know, selfish, self-care and self-love. I really look at them as being three sisters Mm. whose job it is to support us in honoring ourselves so that we can always be in that place of what is the most self-loving action I can take today? Yeah. What's the most self-honoring choice I can make today? And we can start there. I mean, that's a beautiful way to wake up in the morning. Mm. before your feet even hit the floor, before your eyes are really even open and just take a pause. And I sometimes put like a hand on my belly and a hand on my heart. Yeah. And just, and just, yep. And just breathe into what is the most self-loving action I can take today? What is the most self-honoring choice I can make today? And just listen. And here's the thing. I am all about action. I'm a coach. I'm all about moving us from where we are to where we want to be. But it has to begin also with settling into where we are, celebrating where we are, not always staying in that place of constantly striving and constantly stretching, which Mm -hmm. is exhausting. We have to resource ourselves where, where we are right now, too. And so I'm all about action, but I'm all about bite sized action. Mm -hmm. I'm all about doable, you know, micro action so that you're set up for success. Yeah. Because when we, when we create too big of an action for ourselves, we all know what it's like. You know, we might take one step in the right direction and then somehow we fall off the wagon and then we say, screw it. 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we, we you exhaust know, ourselves because it's like we want to overcompensate. Exactly. High expectations. Yep. We want to go all the way, and then it's yep. like we end up sabotaging ourselves because we right. we just get exhausted because it doesn't turn out the way we envisioned. Yeah. No, I, I yep. can so so yeah. relate to that. Yeah, and so especially for I mean you know, we are, we are kin. So especially for, you know, all of our perfectionist and overachieving type A sisters out there, I know you. Raise your hand. <laughs> That's right. Raise your hand high. <laughs> you know, right. So it's about, it's actually about pulling back and not having to run, you know, not having to run a marathon every day for a week, but instead saying, I'm going to, I'm going to go for a walk for 20 minutes, three times this week. You know, it's amazing what that can start to do for our sense of satisfaction and fulfillment and self-worth. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Masterclass. Masterclass. <laughs> all right. I'm going to pull up some notes here. All right. I'm like, as, as, I, as I let it all sink in. Oh. Have you tried, I'm just total spur of the moment question yeah, here, but- have you searched, because I love the fact that you reclaimed selfish and not, I mean, and I love that trifecta of selfish, self-love, um, and what was the other one? Self-care. Self-care, of course. Yeah. The three sisters that are there to support us and really like hold us. I love that. Um, there's a, there's, it's very soothing and very empowering and very strategic at the same time. I love that. Because the word, okay, so going back to the word selfish, because I myself have thought, well, maybe if I call it something else, people might respond to it differently. But the truth is that it's the energy of that sense of selfish that we have to kind of like deactivate. Exactly. That's at the core of that negative trigger, right? So it's like yes. we have to name it. Like they say, yes. name it to claim it. You have to, right. we have to name it what it is, which is that yes. sense of selfish and and really turn it up on its head and make it into something positive not find some other flowery term for it but like go head on right yeah i i firmly believe that so like what i was saying before that that the qualities themselves don't really have don't have negative or positive we put the charge on it so sometimes i might say healthy selfishness Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm sort of, you know, doing baby steps with someone. Right, right, right. You okay. know, just, just so that someone can, because even, even the combination of those two terms, healthy selfishness, sounds like such an oxymoron to most people. Mm-hmm. That if we can at least start there to get into the place of, of you know, here's, here's what this is and why it's actually healthy. And then, again, going back to the gift. If I reclaim my selfishness, I'm, I can meet my own needs. If I reclaim my selfishness, I know that I'm responsibility for my own happiness, fulfillment, satisfaction. Mm-hmm. If I reclaim my selfishness, I'm no longer looking outside of myself for approval, validation, you know, acceptance. Mm-hmm. If I'm in right relationship with me, all that matters is that I approve of me. And when I'm in right relationship with me, there's no port open for someone to plug into to take me down. Yes. Yeah. And this is it. Again, this is, this is the work. This right here, guys, this is the work. And I feel like everything else that you're going to experience as part of this series is going to support this core concept because 
it isn't until that point where you really put yourself, you give yourself the rightful place in your life. There's no mistake why this series is called Rock Your Life. It's not called Rock Life. It's not called it. It's Rock Your Life because this is your place. And that energy that you're going to convey is not only going to fuel you up in the most delicious way, but it is going to be the best model and inspiration for everyone around you to rock their life too. And what better gift can we give than to project that sense of, man, I love myself so much no matter what, that, you know, it's just like, right? Yes. I'm having, I'm having all the goosebumps. Here. I know. And you know, one thing I'm going to say here, because it's something that comes up a lot on my radio show or with clients, there's such, there's such a fear around people thinking that there's a very slippery slope from, from selfish to narcissism. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes. And so the first thing I'll say is a true narcissist, if we're talking about, you know, uh, a diagnosis, a true narcissist will never be concerned about his or her narcissism. Mm. A true diagnosed narcissist will never be concerned about his or her narcissism. So that's first and foremost. And we have to remember that narcissism is a proper diagnosis because it's a word we throw around a lot. Mm-hmm. However, if we take the quality of narcissistic, yes, there are ways in which we are all narcissistic. And again, just like everything else, it's not bad or good, it just is. And we have both sides of it. We have the narcissism and we have the, what do we wanna say, like self-effacing perhaps. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the opposites, everything, we have the opposites. Yeah. So, so I really wanna say that because I get a lot of questions about that piece of, well then aren't I a narcissist? Yeah, it's and like if I'm, if I'm selfish then, everybody else is going to suffer or what are they going to think that I'm like, Oh, who does she think she is? Who does she think she is? And so that is, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm so glad you brought that point in as well. The, who does she think she is? Because I think that's a whole other piece that holds us back, especially as women. So I'm going to, I'm going to close this, the loop here, Mm -hmm. just as we disown those negative qualities that we don't want to be we also disown our light. So we disown the qualities. I just got chills too. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We disown our light. Because when we were growing up, we heard, who do you think you are? Don't be too big for your britches. It's not ladylike to brag. Any version of that. Mm -hmm. So we started early on realizing I need to shut down my brightness. Yeah. And then what we do is we project that light onto others around us. So if you look at anyone around you who you admire, who inspires you, you will be able to identify certain qualities in them, whether it's their confidence, their courage, their compassion, their generosity, their creativity. You'll see their qualities. And what I want you to remember is that Every quality you see in someone else exists in you. So it's time to reclaim your light here. To Mm. stop 
projecting those, those light qualities out onto other people in your life and to bring them back to you. So really simply, I mean, you can just take, you know, and so I, I imagine just looking at your face, it's already like happening. Like you can identify people in your life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is, this is yep. a very personal one for me, this idea of reclaiming, reclaiming my light and stepping into my light and not being afraid to, to shine so bright that I might yes. like, who does she think she is? Yes. I had that big time and I am actively working on processing it. So when you said that, and I know many others are feeling it too. It, it, it just, whew, it hit me like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, but what I want you to remember, here's what I want you to remember here that, and I know I'm throwing a lot out here, but what happened is, you know, likely under the age of 10, you got a strong message. Like you're saying, like, don't be too bright. You know, it's not safe to be bright. It's not safe to be seen. It's not safe. I should be invisible. I should be silent. Mm -hmm. You know, that in order to be, in order to be loved, I need to, I need to be dim in order to be loved. I need to stay quiet. Some version of that becomes this promise that we make to ourselves at a young age. And then here's the crazy thing. What, what really protects us and supports us as a child and can save our lives in some circumstances, quite frankly, you know, especially in homes of abuse. I see it all the time. The promises that are made as children to stay safe and to stay loved, Mm. to stay out of the way, whatever it might be. Yeah. The very thing that saves us as a child becomes the seed of our self-sabotage as an adult because we don't even remember that we're serving some old outdated promise that we made to ourselves. Yes. So that is what needs to shift in here is that promise that we make align that promise, align that commitment consciously with the vision, with the choice, with the action mm-hmm. and reclaim all of the lost pieces of ourselves. Those we call negative and those we call positive. <sighs> beautiful. So talk to us a little bit, Nancy. Um, what are the tools that you have in your arsenal as a coach um, that can support like as a next step to this, as, as we begin to, begin to wrap up this amazingly powerful, gorgeous conversation? I'm, I'm like in a daze. Oh, like, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Cause this is, this is, this is what it is. This is the power of having these types of this happen. And thank goodness for technology and everything that we can like connect and and convey this because this is, this is powerful stuff. So if we were to take all of this, you know, this beautiful, powerful language that you just like gave us, what are the tools? What are the next steps that you recommend someone take? I know you have, you have a series of books, you have resources on your website, you have a coaching program coming up. Like there's stuff out there. And this is another one of my soapbox moments for everybody is you're not alone. You're not there is alone. community and there is support and there is sisterhood and there is just, there's so many people like Nancy, like myself that are just living every day. This, this, this beautiful passion to help, to just, you know, to like, and, and yes. there's, there's just like, just like the two of us who do this so honestly and with so much love. Cause you know what? We just like, why not step into our abundance and, 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 and give to others the way we, we feel we can. 
there's so many other amazing, gorgeous virtual teachers that you can like enlist in your life. And I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I also don't want anybody to feel like you're sitting in bed at night going and your head is going a million miles an hour in the spaghetti thoughts that just cannot get organized and you feel alone and you feel constricted and you feel like nobody understands me and no. Yeah. There's, there's, there's support. The other thing I want to add in here, cause I feel it's so important because I know I'm speaking to an earlier version of myself here. There's no shame in asking for help. Mm. because I used to think asking for help meant I was admitting I'm not enough or I don't know. And so I want to really say that reaching out, asking for help is knowing that you can be supported by, I like to think of it as like the scaffolding around you as you rebuild yourself. At, after that foundation is rocked, you're rebuilding. And we can be the scaffolding around you. You can draw on our wisdom, our strength, our courage as you're rebuilding. So, you know, the resources are all on my website. I have a free Facebook group that's phenomenal and very engaged. I have a lot of free resources. I have a Hay House radio show free every Thursday. I have my, my YouTube uh, series that you mentioned earlier. So there's a lot of free resources. And um, as you just mentioned, I do have a coaching program that's coming up very soon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So there's lots of, there's lots of opportunities to, um, to connect with me and engage with me and have me be your coach. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and it's, it's very generous and we're also offering, Nancy's offering a beautiful gift, um, as a way for you to continue on connecting yes. with her journey. And again, I encourage you to find her and follow her everywhere that she is, that she's around because she will become a source of great inspiration you. How amazing. Imagine if you're driving to work, listening to this woman's free radio show on Hay House. You know, that just sets your day <laughs> up for like, for goodness. That's one of my favorite things to do when I'm in the car. Um, but tell us about the free gift that you have for us. Yeah. So the free gift is called, um, is called your new relationship blueprint and it's an audio download. So it's really a meditation internal exercise that has a corresponding PDF sheet for you to record and track yourself as you're going through the audio. And I have found that people love the combination of the audio and the PDF together, because especially for those of us who like to be doing something. Mm -hmm. And we're visual and we better. Exactly. So that you can listen and then you can actually record your thoughts. And even if you're not a journaler or even if this might feel a little woo-woo to you, I encourage you to check it out. It's, it's, a, it's wonderful. It'll take you about 20 minutes to go through it. And uh, it'll really begin to illuminate for you what we were talking about earlier around what's this deep, what are these deep-seated truths and messages and imprints mm -hmm. that you've been living with? Because you have to remember a truth is a truth. And it needs to be paid attention to, or it will come out sideways. But a belief is not a truth. A belief is not a fact. A belief is simply a long-held idea about the way that the world works and our role within it. And our beliefs can shift, and our beliefs are magnetic. So that's what the, uh, that's what the free gift will help you do. Wow. And you'll leave with an action step, because I'm all about the action. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So... As we really, really wrap up now, because my goodness, 
I got, I got to go and I got to, I got to download it myself and I got to get, I got to get in on it. Um, oh, my little one is coming in. Um, real life, real mommy moment. Okay. It's all good. So, it's all good. It's all good. Um, okay. So Nancy, this has been absolutely gorgeous, glorious. I want you to live, leave us with one last beautiful gem that you're going to drop from the coaching sky so yeah. that we can feel like we are rocking our life today and forevermore. How, how yeah. you drop, give us some inspiration, drop yeah. us a wisdom bomb. Yeah. Bottom line, your most powerful gift is your, is your ability to choose is choice. I will always say that your present moment choice is your crystal ball. The choices you make today will create the future. So you have to determine if you're going to make choices that serve you or sabotage you. So the choice you make today allows you to create the future you most desire. It's up to you. Yeah. And the best news about all of this is, guys, it really is up to us. Like, how empowering is that? It totally. might sound scary at first. That's okay. Let that little bit of fear wave pass and then just sit in that beautiful, graceful, powerful realization that it is really, really up to us. It is up to you. Nancy, there are not enough thank yous in the world. I'm sending you a massive virtual hug to you, to everyone else. I'm so excited that, again, you're choosing to spend your time and rock your life. This is going to be an amazing series. I'm so grateful that we kicked it off with such energy and strength because oh, 2019, watch out. That's it. It's a year to rock your life. All right, everyone, sending you a massive, massive big hug and a kiss. Mwah. Adios. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I still get chills when I listen to that interview. It was so cool. Such a cool experience for me. Remember to please subscribe. Um, rate, send, give me a review. Those are always really helpful. And share this with your friends or anybody else who you think will be supported by this content. I'm sending you so much love, so much stardust, and I will see you in the next one. Adios.